Happy Tag Tuesday. I'm Denise Cooper. I'm Ann Police. We did it right for we once. We did it. We're two average girls. Look at us. Look at us. We're actually learning how to do this. It's amazing. It's only, only been three years. Almost three years. <laughs> so We're fast learners. We really are. How well, are you today? I'm doing pretty darn good. Good, good. I feel like, you know, we're into January. Yeah. We're just trying to get through this whole after Christmas <laughs> kind of high low haze do you feel like after you take down all your christmas decorations and i'm a little behind on it because Mm -hmm. i had to leave out of town right after the holiday which is really hard i left right before Mm. and right after Mm. it made it hard to get it up and then Mm -hmm. hard to get it down right like i don't have a rhyme or reason to what i'm doing you're off i'm a little off yeah Which is fine. I'm trying to go with it. Sure. Which isn't my normal. Right. I like to have things planned. I like to know when and how. And things just didn't go smoothly this year for that. But Mm -hmm. I also feel this kind of, it's not a depression, but Mm -hmm. it's like a letdown. Hmm. Okay. Because Christmas is over. Sure. I think that's natural, right? That's what I'm asking. I don't feel let down. I'm um, happy to get everything put away and sort of a little bit relieved. Like moving forward. Moving forward. And I enjoyed what I had up I was really glad I made the decision to put things up extra early this year because we went on a long cruise we talked about this on a podcast and I was like I'm like a I'm like purist when it comes to yeah November right you know December 1st is when you start celebrating Christmas Mm -hmm. no I did it early and I couldn't have been happier because I didn't get home from my cruise until December 4th right I'll tell you those Christmas ornaments and decorations wouldn't have gone up if I had waited until I got back so I've had enough of the Christmas stuff and it's ready to go away so I don't feel terribly bad about it this year when I put the Christmas stuff up, I have music playing. I'm in this really happy mood. I've got candy I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Christmas stuff down. I have gained a few pounds <laughs> and eaten like crap mm-hmm. all season long. Sure. There's no Christmas music playing. There's nothing to really motivate me to want to get it down other than the fact that, you know, I'm looking at a new holiday coming up like Valentine's Day. And I don't need to be looking at Christmas decorations on the 14th of February. Please no. <laughs> oh, we'd have to have a conversation if that We happens. could just leave the swag up and just attach hearts to it instead of the you could. balls and stuff. You could. I'm just like saying it's getting kind of crazy. But that's that's the part. I like it's a whole thing. Now there's no whole thing to take it down. I get it. It's hard. I know. So, it's hard. So we're going to give you some weird news. <laughs> we need to really make ourselves happy. Because I'm a little bit like, ugh. But no, I, I think the weird news, we haven't done one in a while. We haven't. Flawless, we like it. Flawless segue. You want me to start or you want to start? Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm going to start with something that's not necessarily weird, but it's a follow-up to a story that we have shared on this podcast as well as talked about endlessly, you and I. The Idaho murders. Those four uh, yeah. lovely mm-hmm. young students. Yes. Well, um, University of Idaho demolished the off-campus home where the four students were fatally stabbed last year. Um, 
it's the latest instance in which a property is razed to the ground following a grisly high-profile killing. Um, I want to say the, the folks' names that we lost that day. Ethan Chapin, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zaina Kernoodle, and Madison Mogan were all killed inside of the home in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, that happened November 2022. So it was actually two years ago. Um, we're in 2024 now. It's going to take me a while. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to write a check... Remember when we used to write checks? It might be a problem. You literally would be like ended March and you're still writing the wrong date on your check. But now we don't have to do that. So it's even better. Hopefully but. not. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the home. This is interesting. The owner of the home actually donated it to the university. So they said, we're, we're done here. We you want know, to write this off. Yeah. And uh, the school planned to tear it down in July before the start of the new academic year. But those plans were delayed until November of 2022 when the university announced Attorneys for the suspect, his name is Brian Koberger, had been given access to the home as part of their preparations for trial. So here, there's a little caveat to that because I was listening to a podcast, our favorite, um, our bestie, Annie Elise, mm -hmm. we love her. She was talking about it on her podcast a few weeks back, probably a month ago, and there was a big controversy about this. About the taking of the house down? Yes. Okay. Which I found, I was like, why? Well, the reason being, the university wanted it down and the prosecution wanted it down. Mm. Why would that be? Yep. They wanted it because they knew that there would be evidence, mm. which they have found evidence. I mean, they have found DNA evidence to support his DNA on the sheath so they know for a fact by using 23andMe, that kind of technology, they know for a fact that he it places him there. Mm -hmm. But there's other ways of finding information. They didn't want the defense to have access to it. And the defense was the one that said in July, no. Mm -hmm. They put a kibosh on that. So the reason it went so long, and even here's the other thing that's interesting I heard, was a couple of the families were in, they felt the same way. They did not want it taken down yet. Mm -hmm. Because they felt as if there could be information. You can't go back mm -mm. and look for this information after the fact, even though it must have been so hard to have it up. Yeah. And it was probably so hard for the community to have it up and the university specifically to have that reminder, right? And if you lived anywhere near that, and even, I don't care if you take down the structure, that place needs to be a park or something has to, they can't put anything else there where somebody's going to live. Right. No. It's, just, it's, it's gross. But I just found it interesting that there was a big controversy around this whole idea of taking it down. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that until I saw this story. Mm -hmm. Koberger has been charged with four counts of first-degree murder. Uh, he entered a not guilty plea, uh, which is interesting. The demolition um, took place during winter break. Uh, it lasted several days. University of Idaho said in a press release this month, it could be finished within a day. They were hopeful, but it did take several days. It's a grim reminder of the heinous act that took place there, according to University of Idaho President Scott Green. While we appreciate the emotional connection some family members of the victims may have with the house, it's time for its removal. With the house gone, the attention can turn to the property's future. The university intends to create a memorial garden, Denise. Oh, there we go. On the site. Um, it will honor the students, but... Um, there won't be like a, a structure there. There'll be landscape and 
some architecture that some of the students are drafting as a concept for the garden, which I think is nice that yes. you're, this, the other students are sort of trying to help and be a part of that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to make sure we kind of updated people and I didn't see a podcast coming in our near future that would, <laughs> that would have covered that. Yeah. I don't know that much about a trial that's coming up just because um, they haven't solidified a date. They are saying during the summer of 2024. So coming up this year. But they were trying to do things like make sure that the trial dates are set outside the regular academic yes. calendar and that Moscow High School is directly adjacent to the courthouse premises. So make sure that, you know, there's no kids there. They're also having issues with available parking because they know it's going to be a three-ring circus. Can you imagine? No. I think it's horrible. The whole thing is going to be bad. But yes, he is set to go to trial um, this summer of 2024. Oh, I thought it was 2024, but I wasn't sure if it had gotten a stay or there it had been like... No, so far. But I doubt that it'll actually happen then. I'm sure his lawyers will be like, actually, we need to move this or whatever. That's always what happens as it gets sure. closer to trial. So we'll see. But that's when it's planned for. Interesting. Yeah. So, so interesting. Well, you and I have something in common when it comes to a pet peeve. Uh-oh. What is one of the things that you... About people, uh. what do you... think? What are you most peeved about with other people? Bad driving? That's one. Okay. That's not the one I'm looking for. Okay. You and I could go on forever, probably. I might need to narrow it down. It has to do with money. Oh, cheap. Being cheap. Cheap ass people. We don't like cheap people. No. And it bugs me. Well, this is, I found quite a few stories about Christmas. Uh Uh-oh. And this one caught my eye because it made me laugh. Okay. Grandmother who charges her family for Christmas dinner. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) no grandma ups her prices grandma yes Uh uh-huh a uk grandma who charges her family for christmas dinner is upping her prices this year to compete with inflation and the cost of living well she's not wrong but come on what what is she charging for caroline dudridge is asking her three daughters to pay about 15 dollars and 21 cents for a seat at the christmas feast this year up from 12 dollars and 67 cents from last year so this is something that she does. This is something she does. Now, let me ask you this. If mm. your mother or mm. grandmother mm. charged you to come, what would be your response? Um, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't either. No, that's that's maddening. I would literally be like, okay. And I, listen, I, let's go, keep going and we'll talk about this. Oh, yeah. Even the extra cash, however, might not be enough to cover the rising food costs from this year. The 60-year-old Cardiff residents lamented. This is a UK resident, okay? Mm-hmm. So- Price of living in California is got it's the highest anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. So we get it. Mm-hmm. We totally get it. And I know there's people on a budget. I also understand that. Right. Have everyone bring something. That's what I was going to say. I don't understand it. She says, I'm not sure if it will cover the cost. Um, however, um, when you buy a few bits and pieces, it comes to like 30 pounds or 40 pounds and it barely... We're for a bag full, she told the the group. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this woman. Okay. I was really expecting somebody that looked different. No. Oh. And I don't want to discriminate against people with no teeth. <gasps> but I thought she wasn't going to have teeth oh, and that oh. she'd look a little disheveled. Because I'm just as- expecting somebody like this is going to like, I don't know. I'm just thinking that she's going to be trailer. Oh. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. This woman is beautiful. She has got her crap together. Oh, yeah. Look at grandma. grandma. She's nifty. She's nifty. She's wearing a little jacket that's super cute. She's got a cute hairstyle. 
She said, this is not Christmas stuff either. It's just general shopping. She said she also charges her two, Dedrich also charges her, her two sons about $19, okay. okay, for a Christmas celebration, while her two grandchildren are expected to cough up $3.15. What? She's Why? figuring out. Why? Luckily for them, neither had to face dinner price hikes. Oh. She, she kept it close. So the grandkids got a price break. Thank you. Wow. She said she had charged her sons more because they work full times while her daughters work part time while raising their families. Just have one of the kids have it so that you don't have to. She charge. says the entry fee is worth it, she argues, because the generous spread lasts from Christmas Eve through De- December 26th or Boxing Day. So the kids go back and have more food? In the past, the smorgasbord included mini sandwich buffets, followed by turkey dinners. Sides on Christmas Day, as well as nut roast and four desserts. What's nut roast? I don't know, but it doesn't sound like it's worth that much money. Um, It also is a full buffet on December 26th. So she does a full two or three days of eating. Okay. I also do food for my parents and take it round for them. They find it a bit much coming to my house now, she explains. Mm Mm-hmm. Dedrich told the BBC that she first started charging her family for Christmas dinner after her husband died in 2015. Okay. The attendees even transfer the money directly to her bank account so she can keep track of any stragglers. You know, when you go out for dinner with Miss Dedrich, she's like, okay, I had the salad Mm. with no croutons Mm. and one drink. So mine comes to $9.15. And then I'm going to give you 10% for the tip. So oh, they don't not, even tip in. We're not splitting it like three ways. No. Just to do it, make do it Do you easy. have friends that you go out for lunch and or dinner and they do that? Not anymore, I don't. I don't either. I, I know a few people that I'm still friends with. And whenever I go out for lunch, I just buy a tab because I don't want to hear, oh, let's just figure out. And mm-hmm. they're getting their phones out. Mm-hmm. I'm just not about that. Uh, no, that's, it takes all the fun away. No, thank you. It's not worth it to me. It, people do get upset though. You ordered a Coke. And I just had water. Why should I pay for your Coke? Listen, we are we have really good friends out in the desert. And we go out often for really delicious, great dinners out there. Because the food out there is outrageously good, right? It's all these empty nesters out there with a time and money. Mm-hmm. And they go out for dinner and drinks. Yeah. We're the only non-drinkers. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there with three other couples. We don't go, um, we didn't drink. So go ahead and take $30 off our tab. Which we could. Sure. With no, with easy justification because it adds up. Sure. We don't do that. Nope. It's not, it's just the point. Yep. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. And now if you really can't afford it, just stay home. Especially grandma. That's, that's against nature. I just feel like when you're the grandma, you, the, the nurturing aspect of it is lost when you're mm-hmm. charging for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The it's food weird. wouldn't taste as good to It's me. weird. Yeah, I think it's weird, but I'm just putting it out there. It Thank is you. weird news today. It is weird news. And Grandma started it out. So if anyone's got any ideas about charging their family, <laughs> you might want to think again because you might be related to Ann or I and uh, we wouldn't come. I can't. Oh, I don't even know what to say. Okay. All right. Let me follow this up with a YouTube tutorial. May I? Do you Please. love a YouTube tutorial? I have used it often. Yeah, me too. My son literally rewired his whole house yeah. anytime he needs anything he goes on to youtube our friend lisa draper uh-huh who just is building out a new home mm-hmm. for herself everything done by youtube she doesn't know how to do it she gets on youtube that's amazing figures it out 
Well, our friend in Brazil uh, attempted to perform a nose job on himself by using a YouTube oh, tutorial. Please, there are certain things you got to know. You got to know your limits, people. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's true. A Sao Paulo man mm. actually tried to do his own rhinoplasty using a YouTube video as a guide and ended up at the Campo Limpo Emergency Care Unit oh, with an infected wound. Ugh. The man told doctors that he did not use any gloves to perform the procedure and didn't clean the wound as not to open his stitches. Ugh. Fun. Ugh. The man, whose name has not been released by the hospital, told doctors at the <laughs> ear, nose, and throat department that he got the idea to do his own new nose surgery from YouTube and that he used <laughs> rubbing alcohol to disinfect the area. Could you imagine how bad that would sting in your nose? Oh, no. Oh! Well, the whole thing is oh. bananas. He also used veterinary anesthetic to uh, numb the pain. Where did he get that? Do you have any of that laying around the house? You can go to any kind of equine place and probably get that. Okay. Well, he did. And you're in Sao Paulo. You're in Sao Paulo. After so, he I was mean, done operating on himself, he used self-absorbing thread and super glue uh, to close the wound. That's the infection times right there. His sheet clarifies that after being welcomed by the mental health medical team, yeah, the patient underwent care by the oral surgery team, which carried out the cleaning of the wound, dressing, guidance for the necessary care, et cetera. The patient was discharged from the hospital on the same day. So he must have done an okay job. No. The would-be surgeon, that's what they're calling him, showed up at the hospital. <laughs> Folks are saying, especially people in the medical community, this is now shining a spotlight on so-called home rhinoplasty videos Ugh. that I guess there's a, a lot of on YouTube that really? teach people how to make their noses look smaller and thinner. That's not just like a Kardashian version of toner and bronzer and all this other stuff. No, this is like you can actually do this to yourself. I, I cannot even, I mean, first of all, your sinuses mm -mm. and that the whole cavity are so interconnected to your neck, mm -hmm. your teeth, every, there's so many things that can go wrong and it's so close to your brain. It's, it's complicated up there in your sinuses. Anyone that's had a sinus infection, you know. It's like this, it's not just your nose. It's like it gets in there. Oh. Interestingly, this isn't the first time someone performed surgery on themselves. 2016, an English engineer operated on himself after being put on a long waiting list for an undisclosed surgery. And he did it himself. It doesn't say what it was, yeah. but it didn't go well. He ended up in the emergency room. So well, at least he didn't die. He didn't die, but the oof. complications you would have afterwards yeah. to me, yeah, I can't even imagine. No, I mean I've had surgeries that didn't go great. No, because just because your body didn't don't. react well, yeah. or because you're opening up a wound in your body in general. Yeah, you have to do you. I can't, I, I don't even have words for this. I I can't even imagine. Yeah, like if you were saying I'm gonna take off a mole, I could see doing something like that. You know what I mean? Like. Sure. You're not in your cavity of your nose? No. You need like a scope. You need like a whole thing. Well, he's probably like shaving down. Oh my gosh. So he's localizing Ugh. the anesthetic. He's uh. not out completely. So you can still feel Well, the he has shaving. to do his own work. So That's how can I he mean. be out? That's what I mean. <laughs> this is what I, we're saying the same thing right this now. Is you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah. a narcissistic issue? No, I think it's a money issue. I mean, but you must think you're you must think highly of yourself. To think that you have the skill set. I don't know. Or are you just dumb? Yeah, I think that's it. You're just dumb. And cheap. And See, cheap. It comes, that's a comeback Those are around. two people I don't, those are two <laughs> things I have a pet peeve about. Dumb and cheap. We're covering it all. And murderers.
there you go we got it all happening oh my gosh yeah yeah i can't with these people yes okay well i'm gonna go back to christmas a little bit Please. because after you start doing the deep dive on weird news you find out a lot of things that happened at christmas time Uh-oh. a texas woman has gone viral after capturing the moment she found an uninvited guest in her christmas tree okay no is it is it a wild animal or is it a human it's not a human okay that's good brett ingram Mm-mm. she's a woman 29, a media marketing manager based in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, told Fox News Digital she was finishing up some work at her home when she heard a soft sneeze. Okay, you're at home alone. Let's picture this. Mm -mm. When I read this, I was like, okay, I just walked into my other room. The Christmas tree is behind me and I hear a... You're the only one at home. I keep keep working thinking I was just maybe hearing things. Again, you would. Sure. Because it's a ghost. Your brain can't process it. Then I heard it again with some other squeaking noises. Mm-mm. No. At first she thought her cat had brought in a rat sure. or that some small kitten somewhere entered her home. So she has a cat. She has a cat. Okay. Okay. After looking under the couches and behind her curtains, Ingram finally found the source of the mysterious noise. Mm-hmm. As I'm down crouched behind my couch, I look over to the left and I just see this tail. Oh, no. A long, naked, rat-looking-like tail. What? I stop and kind of looked up some more and saw a large, breathing ball of gray fur. What? What is it? Ingram made her way around to the front of the tree and located the culprit. Oh, possum. Uh, not a possum. No. Oh, yes. Oh, Ingram so said she reached out to a friend who is a wildlife and rehab volunteer, because, but because it was late and the volunteers didn't take night calls, mm. the friend shared some steps on how best to remove the creature from their tree and her home. Because now you've got it in your tree. You can't go to sleep. Oh, no. Here's what you do. You pour gas around the house, light oh. it on fire, and walk away. <laughs> you just burn the house down. I don't know what else you do. We have got a video of this. Uh-oh. We're going to have Sam post it for us. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just don't want to hurt him. And I was really calling. I was just calling out of concern to see if there was babies or other animals in its pouch. Like she was worried oh. that it had 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 something else. You know what? Yeah. Um, but it became more and more challenge as Ingrid. It became more challenging than she anticipated. Mm-hmm. I started to try to get him out, but he was holding on to the branches. <laughs> you know how those are yes we've had possums everyone around here has had possums we kind of live in the foothills and there's a lot of trees and all of a sudden i'll see the dogs are going ballistic and on the top of the fence Mm -hmm. on this brick fence Mm -hmm. block fence yeah angry they're like their eyes are beady they're like glowing because you've got a flashlight on them and they're just hissing like crazy yeah they they're not happy they hate their life this one didn't seem that angry. Okay. I don't... So anyway. Oh. Yeah. She was wearing gloves to protect herself from the marsupial as she plucked each of its fingers off the branches to release it from the tree. Mm-mm. So she didn't go in your direction of setting the house on fire. I, I mean... She took a little bit of more of a humane approach. Oh, okay. She was not going to burn the house down or even the tree. Oh. Like, I would have been like, maybe I got to pull the tree outside. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. pull it out. Mm-hmm. Just... Pull it out, mm-hmm. leave the tree out, and let it get out of the house, right? That's probably nope. the best idea. Nope. 
she took her gloves and she did it. Once Ingram had pried the creature from the tree, it squirmed out of her hands and ran under the couch. No, 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 I can't. I can't with this. This is obviously there's no husband involved here because I would be like, I have to call the fire department. I was going to say, why didn't she just call the fire department? No? Okay. She's in Texas. Maybe they don't do that there. They should. She probably could have. She could have. He ran behind the tree under the couch and kept moving it. (laughs) And he would just do it again over and over again, she recalls. Ingram said she finally pushed the couch aside and was able to pick up the possum under her arm just like a dog or a cat. Oh, I sort of like football style. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. All I know is it seems like it would have bit her. Yeah, it could Then have. you're going to get in the emergency room for tetanus. Rabid. You're rabid at that point. The opossum was showing its teeth, she said, but there was no hissing, which, okay, okay the California possums, they hiss. They, yeah. They're really pissed, but that's yeah. because they live in California, maybe. They maybe should Texas be happier. Opossums are like nicer. Maybe. They're, everything's bigger and better in texas i heard ingram was able to calm the animal down before setting it outside her door and releasing it into the neighborhood oh best case scenario be free yeah ingram said she didn't panic after finding the animal but wanted to assess its behavior Mm -hmm. and do whatever she could to make sure it ended up getting out safe okay she is an animal lover and has many pets including three dogs oh i didn't read this part two Uh pythons oh what is wrong with her? So she doesn't scare easily. And a bearded dragon yeah. and a cat. So she's fine. She's uh, fine. The opossum was the last thing. Do you call it an opossum or a possum? I just call it a possum, but I don't know. I think it's opossum. Okay. But I'm going to say opossum. Okay. Just so we... She documented the uh, moment she found the possum and shared it on TikTok. And the video has gained over 6.6 million views. No. People love the opossum oh, in the what? tree. She believes the animal may have been inside her home for at least a couple of days. Okay, let me just ask you this. What's the cat and the dog doing in your home? You've got three or th- two or three cats. Yeah. No, you have a two, three dogs. Mm-hmm. What kind of dogs are not smelling out of a, a possum? My dogs would have gone ballistic. That's, Most dogs, are, they have, that's what dogs do. That tree wouldn't have existed <laughs> if your dogs were in the house with that possum. <laughs> the tree would have been over itself but she before she she doesn't even she's unsure of how it got inside while both the possum possums and opossums are marsupials oh there's something different there's a difference okay there's a difference okay this is an opossum all right uh the two animals have their differences Mm. opossums were reportedly discovered in virginia in the 17th century well we don't really care Mm. only marsupials are found in the north america okay so Anyway, um, so when you're not sure if you hear a sneeze in the in your house, check the tree or behind your couch because it could be an opossum. If that thing hadn't have sneezed, I know, and those dogs were of no help, that animal could have been just running the roost of that house. Imagine if that happened at night. There's a little were face looking at it through the little tree. The tree is like a flocked Christmas tree, and its little face is just looking in. He thought he found a little cozy place to live. He did. He thought he was living his best life. But if he would have like eaten that tree, it's like a fake tree. Oh, that's a fake tree? It looks like it is. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yep. Yep. You're right. I oh, don't my know. gosh. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, Happy New Year. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Since we're talking about weird animals, mm-hmm. um, let's take ourselves over to where? Florida. Oh, we love Florida. We love Florida. And you know what goes on in Florida. You know what animals live in Florida. Oh, I do. Gators. They do. They and do. also... The cows, the sea, the cows of the sea, the manatee that evades me. I'm going back to Florida. Mm-hmm. I leave tomorrow, and I better see a manatee. Listen, you have to, you have to get your mind right. I have been 
vibing with the manatee ever since I started going to Florida. I've been on a quest. I'm like the only person in Florida who has not seen a manatee. The manatee might not be I've vibing. seen an alligator. Mm. I have seen a crocodile. Mm. I have seen iguanas. No manatee. No. What Everyone's they, like, oh, yeah. What do they, they have against Dee Dee? Go ahead and email us over <laughs> Two Average Girls Podcast. They're afraid of me. Why would I might take manatee? one home. Oh, that's probably the problem. It's my emotional support animal uh, on man, the plane. Manatee, yeah, sure. <laughs> they love those in coach, especially. They're so great. So we're going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The pilot of a small plane had to ditch his plane overnight, nine hours, Oof. in the gator and bug-infested Florida Everglades. No. He waited on top of the plane to be rescued. Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's our nightmare. It's We've nightmare. talked about the Everglades. Mm-hmm. That is not a place you want to be. Nope. At night. Anytime. Anytime. I rode in the car and I was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to be in a boat. One of those things get, c- crawls out and what if they have an opposable thumb and they can just boop, open no, your it, door? It's worse is the slithering. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. slither right up the side of that plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's disgusting. The pilot was the only person on board the single engine Cessna. So it was a small aircraft. It was a 172, which is, you know, four passenger at best, but it's two. Uh, The plane went down at 4 a.m. What's he doing out there early morning? Drugs. (laughs) He's dropping (laughs) drugs. He's dropping drugs off. The plane went down at 4 a.m. The plane was registered to a flight school. And according to the flight tracking, the plane left a location near Lake... Okeechobee, hey, I said it, and traveled south before encountering trouble. The pilot had a wound on his leg, and uh, he received a, uh, he made a 911 call from the flight school where the plane was based. So they were watching this plane, and, or someone saw what had happened, that it went down, it stopped moving. So they dispatched crews and airboats, but they realized that they needed to hoist, they needed to have a hoist in order to pull the pilot out. That's when fire rescue was called. Because he's in the middle. There's a picture of this guy being hoisted out. He's in the middle of this lake, literally in the middle. So they have to bring out a chopper. He Mm. has to be plucked off the wing of his plane. That's where he was sitting. Oh, you can see a first responder dangling down to the wing of the plane where the pilot is stranded. He's given his harness and then he's lifted up to the hovering chopper, then whisked away to Hollywood Memorial Regional. Um, he had to undergo some treatment, but he didn't, he was no worse for wear. He's doing just fine. The FAA is, of course, is going to investigate it because why were you out at 4 a.m.? A, and why did your plane go down there, friend? So. I don't know, but that is a, that's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. That's There's not that nightmare. much wing also outside of the, that, that's tipped up. Let me show you a picture. There's very little wing and oh, that's yeah. where he was sitting. Yeah. The rest of it is immersed in gator infested waters. Listen, Ooh. flying in a small plane, you you and I both know. Yeah. We have husbands that fly. We do. And it's it's not for the faint of heart. I you know, everyone tells me how safe flying is compared to anything else. You sure, can sure. you know, get struck by lightning more, blah 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 blah. There's just something about a small plane oh, yeah. that makes you think about your life. A little bit. You you really like it starts to jar you a little bit mm-hmm. and you're like, How much do I trust my husband right now? How much do I trust the instrumentation on this plane? Mm. Oh, and then you hear all the calls from everybody else that's in the air. Mm. Experimental. Mm. They say those words yeah. and you're like, what? Yeah. There's an experimental plane around us? Mm-hmm. Let's And you can't understand half of the people. on. Uh, there's just a lot going on. So if you take a digger in that thing, <laughs> 
Take you better just kiss your ass goodbye. That's what it would feel like, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, I got to go. Yeah. And now I'm landing. Now you survived. Mm. Because you managed to set it down right. in the middle of a lake. Oh, yay. Oh, except for now I'm going to die from the deadly snakes and gators. It's like getting away from the serial killer who captured you. Yeah. And then you're on the road and he <laughs> comes and picks you up. Or like, you find another guy, you hitchhike, and he's like Jeffrey Dahmer now. There's a super creep on the way. And there was a guy that was just going to rape you and pillage you, but now you're going to actually have your body parts dismembered. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, we're, I survived the first trauma. We have something wrong with us there when might we be use something. those analogies. Yeah, let's move on, shall we? Okay. Well, back to cheap people. Oh, please. You know, um, what's the one thing, if you're going to get Botox or Mm-mm. any kind of plastic surgery, where would you not go? Um, a place that's having a sale? Or are you talking a physical location? A physical location. Where are you not going to go down? I'm going to say Mexico. Don't go to Mexico. Mm. Well, this Washington woman didn't learn her lesson. No. Yes. Uh, Kimberly McCormick from Washington underwent a successful $13,000 weight loss surgery in Mexico at the Bariatric Center six years ago and decided to return in October for a breast lift and to remove the loose skin under her arms, thighs, and stomach that stayed with her after weight loss. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. However, to her horror, she woke up from the surgery with a breast augmentation. Mm-mm. So they didn't just lift her. Mm. They put some, you know, units inside her. Okay. And a Brazilian butt lift <gasps> no. that she hadn't requested. No, I wouldn't want that. When I woke up, my chest was really sore and I just started bawling, she told News Nation. When she asked why she was giving these unwanted implants, she was told that at some point she asked the doctor for them. When she was out? Uh, she said, you told him you wanted a full C. No. And I said, no, I would never say that. Never. No. Yes, yeah, she's probably under anesthesia. Oh my God. You know... You've seen those videos of people who get their wisdom teeth pulled yep. and they acting crazy? Crazy. Okay, listen, doctors in Mexico, don't listen to anybody under the influence. Mm-mm. What is going on? Mm-mm. Kimberly revealed that the surgeon had failed to remove the loose skin under her arms and on her thighs and was instead, she was given the Brazilian butt lift. Oh my God. <laughs> she recounted waking up in the hospital and realizing something was terribly wrong as one of her lungs partially collapsed <gasps> while she was under. Oh. No. The leg lift, the arm lift, the breast lift, the tummy tuck, everything was marked out and ready to go, she said, referring to the marks that her surgeon had made on the body parts that were supposed to be altered, which was my first thought was, did they not mark her? Yeah. No, they did. I went into surgery at four o'clock in the afternoon, and apparently I didn't come out of surgery until 1.30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. Yes. The room she was staying in was filthy and she was having trouble breathing as soon as she developed a na- and soon she developed a nasty infection. What? What? And then this, her daughter states, I asked immediately, what happened to my mother? Mm. She, re- she recalls, Misty started shouting at, in the hallways for answers when the claims she was physically pushed out of the arm by armed security. So when she questioned what was going on because she was freaking out. She was said, I inside I was thinking that my mom's up there. I can't leave her. I have to get her I have to get into the door. So basically this woman went down there. Whatever. So Kimberly, who is her daughter, revealed that the weight loss surgery caught which cost um in the US would have cost more than fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. However, doctors now believe it would cost her more than seventy-five thousand dollars to repair the damage that was done in Mexico. Mm-hmm. She claims she is 
um, she was pressured into paying an extra $2,500 than the prepaid price because according to the staff, she had stayed longer than anticipated. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. ouch. Come on. I think that I'm lucky to be here. I'm lucky the damage isn't worse, she said. Mm -hmm. However, I'm looking at another surgery because the implants that they put in are so big. I don't have enough skin to enclose them and they're hurting me bad. Kimberly is now getting treatment from local doctors after she returned home from the King from King County to King County. She has warned others to stay away from the cut price surgeries. I don't care how exciting they make the offer to seem. Don't do it because the end result is not going to be something you are going to be happy with. No, duh. We know someone who had their eyebrows done at a discount and it was a disaster. (laughs) Can we post that picture? No, we cannot. Can we please? There is, we have a mutual acquaintance who, (laughs) what's it called? Microblading? What's that called? When you get your... It's basically, yeah, it's microblading, but it's basically tattooing of your eyebrows. You tattoo your eyebrows and this person went to a discount. It was a discounted situation and no, just no, we're not doing that. It's a look of surprise all the time. Or anger. Or anger. It looks like Angry Birds. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It is so good and so funny. (laughs) Don't go discount. The, no, the discount, it never works it out. It never happens. Never when, works out. Especially on your face. <laughs> Don't go discount. Please. Not on any part of your body. Don't try to do surgery at home. Uh and don't go to Mexico. We, we're really teaching the, we're teaching, we're giving some real good advice on this podcast. I think our listeners are really grateful right now. <laughs> okay, here's my last one. Um, do you use Find My iPhone app at all? Do you Every day, yeah, like twice a day. I was being Hey Siri. Rhetorical. Where's my freaking Where's iPhone? My phone? When Denise and I go to Las Vegas to the home show, that thing is on and working at all times because we leave our phones all over that show. I'm not even kidding you. I know neither. I mean, it's really pathetic. It's that's me asking Siri to find oh my iPhone. My gosh. <laughs> She found it. It's right next to oh, me. Oh, good. Siri. You can't say that word. You're so... You sorry. can't say... The S word. The S word. Sorry. Sorry to you. But it did its job. It did do its job. Well... She knows me well. Here's here's one that may have done its job too well. A Texas father is begging Apple to reconfigure their Find My iPhone app as a glitch in the system has been sending people to his home <gasps> to demand that he hand over their missing devices. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my... So... I would go like, eight hey, Yuri, find my iPhone, mm-hmm. and it would send me to his house, mm-hmm. like he stole it. Because mm-hmm. I've left my iPhone places, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, oh, what if someone picks it up? Well, I'm going to find it. What if it's at somebody's house? You have to knock on their door mm-hmm. and go hand me the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Oh. That actually happened to my niece. Her phone was taken. She was out at Whiskey Town Lake with the family up in Northern California, and her phone was lifted. I think they had it on a picnic table, and they were putting their stuff in the car. And they saw the people. And so they kind of knew who they were looking for. And they did find my iPhone, took it directly to their house. The person that they had seen at the lake was standing outside with the phone, looking at it, trying to unlock it, trying to. And they pulled up and were like, hi, you have my phone. She said, oh, I was just trying to figure out how to get a hold of you. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, were. Huh? You were trying to make you, sure you could buy something you were online trying to unlock this thing okay well scott schuster moved into a home in richmond a suburb of western houston i guess in 2018 he said that people began arriving on his doorstep immediately day and night asking for their missing iphone 
and iPods. Oh my god! So everyone's hooked up to this situation. That's like a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. Schuster, who works as a software engineer, said that he reported the problem to Apple multiple times in multiple different ways, but the people just kept on a coming. He says at least 12 have turned up on his door. He fears for the safety of his children I don't and blame himself. Him. I don't people, blame him. People get angry. Well, these phones are expensive. Oh, yeah. And they think that they stole it. Except for me. I mean, usually I am using Yuri. Mm-mm. I don't want to say the name. Um, I'm usually using her on a daily basis, and I know it's in the house somewhere. Right. It's just like, oh, I left it in the laundry room. Right. Just where in the oh, house? Oh, it's it? on the counter underneath all the mail. Right. Oh, totally. 100%. He installed a ring doorbell. Ugh. And I'm telling you, the video of angry people walking Ugh. up. I lost my cell phone. I clicked find my iPhone. This is the address that it's at. People are yelling, they are pounding on his door. They are upset and angry. One woman said she was going to call the police. Well, the cops are on their way, so you may want to talk to me before they get here, is what she was saying. Good. Into his ring doorbell. And he's like, fine, I don't have your phone. The neighbors jokingly call him the local phone thief. You know, one of those really funny jokes. Um, (laughs) Everyone thinks it's a laugh until it happens to them. Exactly. Exactly. I just want it fixed, he said. Apple has had no comment about the saga. It's unclear exactly what's causing it. Find My iPhone was developed to help people track down their stolen phone or missing phone or mislaid phone. While potentially being very useful, the cops have warned people not to put themselves in dangerous situations trying to seize their own stolen goods back from dangerous thieves. That goes for my niece because that's exactly what happened. But yeah, these people are, you should see these ring doorbell videos. He needed to put in a ring doorbell for uh, proof that people were like harassing him. What did, does it say anything about how Apple rectified this? They haven't. Oh my gosh. They haven't rectified it. This is the kind of crap that drives me crazy. Yeah. No, it's like you're kind of on your own. I don't know what the glitch would be. I don't know how that kind of thing happens, but there's I I think they are probably thinking the same thing. Like we have no idea how this is happening. Is it? It must have to do with his account. Well, because they're coming to his house, I think you're right. So what else would it be? You have to cancel your account. Oh my gosh, why? Because it's so of, terrible. It is so terrible. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness you're not him. I'm not him. You're not him. No. So. You know, this is my last story. It's okay. just kind of a feel good, also funny, feel good story. How old do you want to live to be? Um, well, as long as I'm healthy and like of sound mind and can get myself to, you know, a yoga class or something, I, I think the 90s would be great. I mean, I have longevity in my home. Yeah. In my home, in my family. <laughs> I literally, my grandparents, everybody around me has lived to be a long, healthy age. Yes, yeah. I was listening to a couple podcasts and they're predicting because of the standard of medicine now because of all the things that we know about living healthy and all the things that can help you do those things between mm-hmm. all kinds of medical devices and everything they're anticipating that we will be able to live not probably you're not my our generation but sure. our kids and their kids generation could see 150 years 150 150 <sighs> and be healthy and okay okay i mean you can see it my grandfather lived to be i think 103 which his quality of life was okay he wasn't of sound mind. I mean, he was mm. of sound mind, but he, he didn't speak anymore and stuff. But this woman, uh huh, an Ohio resident is getting re- ready to celebrate a milestone birthday this weekend. Now, this happened in December okay. of December 13, middle of the month. Um, a milestone birthday this weekend with a few of her favorites. Florence Hackman says she loves a few things. Uh oh, three things. Okay, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, 
firefighters. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Come on. And whiskey. Sure. I like one out of those three things. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Uh, This Saturday, she will be celebrating her birthday with the Deerfield Township Fire Department and some fireball cinnamon whiskey as she watches the Bengals take on the Minnesota Vikings. So she sits around and does like shots of whiskey. That's her thing. That's what she does. And she wears her proudly wears her bangles jersey little florence she is adorable she's adorable i think the fireball is helping her stay you know upright upright and and doing well she was born in cincinnati on december 16th 1918 that's a long time ago that's a long time ago she worked for the union central life insurance company before focusing on raising her family Hackman currently resides at the Senior City Living Traditions of Deerfield, where the team will be helping her celebrate her big day. I love it. So if you're going to live to be 105, mm. you're going to have to come up with some kind of vice that helps you get there. What it, What could that be? Well, mine's going to probably be Diet Coke. Okay. Or chocolate. Sure. Or both. I mean, Can Fireball you Whiskey, you've never had Fireball Whiskey. I'm not interested in Fireball Whiskey. I've had it. How is it? Pretty good. Is it? Does it? Does it? Burn? I like strong drink. Does it burn? Yes. Is that why it's called Fireball? Uh huh. Okay. It's called Fireball. Actually, when you ever, it's called. That's what you drink when you have make a birdie on a golf course. You take a shot of Fireball. Birdie juice. That's birdie juice. That's called birdie juice. Oh my gosh! Just giving you a little thanks. Just in case you needed some trivia when you're at a party or something. Uh, this is going to help me a lot. Party trivia. Party if trivia. You're ever getting a birdie. So like I played golf this weekend and people were like i was golfing with like you're making a birdie we'll have to make you drink i go no but you can drink on my behalf so they carry fireball with them in their golf cart that was my next question you have to have it with you yeah okay comes in little like airport size are you it comes in like a little i don't know what they are the little flask looking Mm. bottles yeah and it's got a big picture of a like a devil on the front. A devil. I've seen fireball. that picture, uh-huh. yeah. Well, we, you know, when we used to run Ragnar, there was a team that our friend Linda Mannion was yeah. on, and they were team Fireball. fireball. Uh-huh. Yeah. She didn't drink, but there were a lot of members of that team who did. Yeah. And once they finished the Ragnar, it was sure. a celebration with the Fireball. Sure. The Fireball is a celebratory drink. Is it? It really is. You just take a couple shots and you're feeling good. And it warms you up. Okay. It's a warm cinnamony taste. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a cough syrup with a... <laughs> A little bit of a cough syrup with the kick. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I think your vice would be Diet Coke or chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I think mine would be just chocolate. I'm off soda. You are? Completely. Really? Have been for a while. I thought you drank one over here. I just, did. Okay. But. Um, that doesn't count. Well, no. My my friend and yours, Samantha Stone, <laughs> has said to me, you know what? If you're doing really good with your vice, whatever it may be, and you haven't haven't touched it. There's no reason to not imbibe just a bit every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that for my mental state, mm-hmm. I have to be able to say, like, I can't say you can never eat it again yeah. or drink it again because I won't be able to do that. No. Mentally, I can't do that. But if mm. I just say I'm going to stay away from it for a while. Right. And if I want to have it every so often, I will do that. I'm going to curb it. I'm going to cut back. But if I want one, I'm not going to force myself to not deprive have it. yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you start depriving, that's when you really want it. That's when you binge it and oh, it's that's bad when news. you're like your six pack of diet doctor if you're full Dr. Pepper cuz you were yeah. full Dr. Pepper. Haven't had a Dr. Pepper. I've what only about had Coke. the what about your other drinks? The ones that look like adult beverages but they're not. They don't make those anymore. The buy, the uh-huh. sparkling buy, they stopped making those. Why? I don't know because they make regular buy. It's B A I and they make a fruit what looks like a fruit drink and it's loaded with caffeine. They're really good. The sparkling ones were the best. 
and they took those completely off the market about a year and a half ago. That's weird. Terrible. It ended my life. That's why I got back on the Dr. Pepper train. There was no sugar in those drinks. Yeah. That's what was so great about them. But they had a lot of caffeine. Now you're back on Dr. Pepper, which has how many cups of sugar? So what are you doing for caffeine? Nothing. Nothing. You're just, you're just living life. This is me. This is you. Fully decapped. Decapped. Wow. Except for the once in a while I'll have a Coke. Wow. If I really, really need it. We're going to be going to Vegas. I'm going to see how you can handle that. It's not going to go well. I'll Uh, just tell you right now. I might just bring you some. Well, I'll pro- I don't want to be the pusher. No, and you shouldn't be. I won't make you do that. But I think I'll have to have my own stash because those days get long. I'm just saying. I don't know how I'm going to get through it without a, without caffeine. All right. that I think we really solved a lot of problems. We warned a lot of people. <laughs> if you hear sneezing in your Christmas tree, run. <laughs> get some gloves. Pull his little fingers off of the tree. Can you imagine? And then hit, carry him like a football out football. of your house. Just I would be so afraid that he would bite me and I would get something from him. He would bite you. He wants to bite you. That's uh, what what they if do. he wrapped his tail around you and then just hung on there? Like you couldn't get rid of yeah, him? Yeah, like, like, like flicking, he's just like flicking. Ink. Yeah. No. That's, <laughs> no. Hmm. That does it for this edition of Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.